0: How can a coffee shop be used to introduce people to Christ? How can we as Christians learn to open up conversations and build trusting relationships with those we meet in our community? Join us today as I talk with Reverend Mark Fimmel, a member of the Family Shield Ministries Board of Directors and pastor of Zion Lutheran Church in Maryland Heights, Missouri. We'll learn about Higher Grounds Coffee a coffee shop at Zion, and we will learn what Reverend Fimmel does as a volunteer police chaplain for the St. Louis County and the Maryland Heights Police Department. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Thanks for being my guest today, Reverend Fimmel.
1: It's my privilege. Thank you for having me, and thank you for all the great stuff you've done in so many ways.
0: Enjoy doing it. So tell our listeners about you and your family.
1: Oh, me and my family. So uh, it's me and my wife, and we've got two just awesome daughters. And we are originally, my wife and I are from Texas, and then we came to St. Louis for the seminary. Um, And then when I graduated, the whole plan was going back to Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, But just things be what they are, a church in the area really wanted to hold on to me. And so we've uh, sunk our roots here, and we've just uh, fallen in love with the Arch City, and um, it's been a very, very neat thing to see my daughters grow up in a different city, um, and just really call church their family and their home. It's just been, uh, it's just been precious. That's so now I'm awesome. a uh, dad with a wife and uh, two teenagers.
0: Oh, they're teenagers! I was just going to ask you how old they were. I didn't know that. Oh, nice. We are
1: about to start the college tours.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow! Wow, yeah. So you and your congregations, Zion Lutheran Church in Maryland Heights, are interested in ways to share Christ with people in your community. Let's talk about ways you have done this and uh, help our listeners just learn some things maybe you've learned along the way. Now, one of the things you've done is that you opened up a coffee house and you call it Higher Grounds Coffee, Uh, last week when we met, you were telling me a little bit about how that got started. So tell our our listeners why you decided to put a coffee shop in the basement of your church.
1: So one of the things I've noticed being a pastor for now 16 years, I'm getting that old, um, is it's so easy to not do evangelism. And so you have to make it automatic. You have to make it constant. You have to make it inescapable. And so for me, that's one of the, re- you mentioned that I'm a police chaplain. Um, so I'm a full-time pastor, I'm a volunteer police chaplain with the St. Louis County Police Department and the Maryland Heights Police Department, which is just one of these 106 municipalities in St. Louis. There's a lot of them here. If you're outside of the St. Louis area, um, you probably don't have as many tiny cities surrounding your, your big city, but it's, it's, just a, it's just a thing with our, our local department. And um, one of those things that I realized is if you don't force yourself to be, in a community with non Christians or people who are outside your church, you can be so insulated, mm-hmm. so insulated. Um, I could easily work out at the seminary here in St. Louis for free. Um, I could work out in my basement, um, but you know, I, I have a gym membership um, in my community in my area, and I've I've always done that since becoming a pastor. Because if I'm just at church, I'm only going to tra- tra- talk to church people, mm-hmm. and if I, as the pastor, only talk to church people. I will be the kind of person who just inadvertently and subconsciously is only encouraging people to just talk to church people. And it'll just be the farthest thing from my mind and I'll feel like I'm doing the Lord's work, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing the Lord's work. And there is work to be done there, but we have to make it automatic. So in our, in our church, we have this massive fellowship hall that used to be the sanctuary in 1947. And now we've got a new, newer sanctuary from 1959 <laughs> and it's a gorgeous sanctuary. Uh, and if you if you're a listener of Family Shield and you ever want a tour, I'll give you the tour and talk about all the cool stuff inside there. I'll even buy you a cup of coffee. But um, we had this huge fellowship hall that we weren't using a whole bunch, um, and now we're on Sunday. And then there was a group that was using it on Wednesdays, and we had used it for big events. But there's nothing automatic. There's nothing constant. There was nothing all the time. And so I talked to our congregation after hanging out at a coffee shop uh, twice a week for a few hours each time. I had a sign that said, "I'm a local pastor here for your questions answers." encouragement, needs, and prayer requests, and all sorts of people would walk up asking the most random questions, because that's where people are, uh-huh. you know? And um, so I was just there, and it's fabulous, and so I realized coffee shops are the watering hole of our community, at least here in the Midwest, uh-huh. you know? And other places where I've been, you just kind of have your coffee shop, you know? So I said, hey, you know, we got to do something with this big empty space. And I think a coffee shop would be a great idea. did the research, looked into it, looked into logistics, connected with a a person who was managing and running his own coffee shop, uh, another company that really supplies it. And it was just a beautiful thing. Now, here's why we're doing this. Um, There are so many people uh, who come into our coffee shop and just are looking for coffee, tea, smoothies, um, a frozen chocolate chip and coffee grinds drink or a cookie or a brownie or birthday cupcakes, they're coming for that. But then they interact with Christians who are trained and taught and uh, shepherded to share the faith. Mm -hmm. And what that has done is it has made sharing the faith automatic. And so now, I mean, we've been open about two and a half years. Now about 110 people come each day, either for uh, coffee, uh, you know, um, well, or a meeting or to visit with somebody or a date or a networking group. And so, um, tons of people even just come in for our baked goods. And it's been so neat because now people in our community are crossing our threshold. And, uh, um, there's, there's been a few people who um, come to the coffee shop and then they're interested in church. And so we get to have those conversations. And of course, maybe me, I like walking across the coffee shop sometimes just at odd times, or maybe I'll jump behind the bar so I can talk to people, um, but that's really what it is, it's to make evangelism automated, inescapable. And if we don't do that, even in our just our schedules, we're just gonna keep forgetting we're supposed to tell people about Jesus. Oh.
0: It's a wonderful I I went there last week to meet with you. It was the first time I had been there but I've heard about it for ages and uh, you do some great stuff you even advertise it on Facebook so uh, I'm sure people hear about it not even realizing it's at a church till they get there um, you told me uh, last week that you had like a prayer board but I forgot to ask you more questions about that. What is that and and how do you train your baristas? Because you said they're trained to share their mm-hmm. faith i mm-hmm. think that's a great thing you got to do that if you don't do that how are you going to show the faith correctly
1: absolutely so we have a prayer board as you walk in <clears throat> um you know it's not in your way it's not in your face but as you walk in it's just to the left right next to the doors so as you're leaving you can easily see it and it's a chalkboard it's a big chalkboard and um, we have chalk right there of all colors and so you can write any sort of prayer request that you want on there and a lot of people will kind of write it like coded you know they'll like write my dad or um, leukemia or infant, you know, something like mm. that. And so um, our cafe manager, Marlena, she will actually uh, pray through that board as she's just kind of getting ready in the morning and then before she leaves, um, nice. you know, as she's getting the shop open and everything. Uh-huh. And then um, the baristas, you know, during the day when it's slow, they just kind of walk over there and you can just watch them. They're just like looking over the board and they're, you know, you know, we encourage them to not just look at the board and pray for it. And they do. Mm-hmm. And it's been so neat. Um, we'll wipe that board clean once a month just because we have to have at some point, you know, where it's mm-hmm. a fresh start. Um, and it's about half full within a week. Wow. People who That's aren't even a awesome. part of our church, they just come in and they just come in, they connect with their baristas and they write on the board. As far as like to train the baristas, um, the people who are just regularly there. Mm -hmm. Our cafe manager, Marlena, is fabulous. She's got such a deep faith, such a deep love for God. And um, she constantly encourages and, you know, kind of models it. And so some of our quieter, shyer baristas Mm -hmm. are getting a lot more bold and a lot more conversational. And it's so neat because a lot of times when someone hears something bad going on, they'll tap your hand and they'll say, "Okay, I'll pray for you. Our baristas don't do that. They'll say, can I pray for you? And they're like, sure, okay," And then they're like. No, do like it now. right
0: now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of people that have never had someone pray for them personally by name. Right. Uh, and it, it's something that they usually love if you do it and do it, you know, in a, in a way that helps them. Uh, it's amazing to me.
1: And it's how so easy. How many people,
0: it is easy. But how many people have never done that? When we did our, prayer, our family prayer walk booklet a few years ago, we found out parents don't pray with their children because they didn't know how to. I mean, we had to finally say, you don't have to pray out loud when you take your prayer walk. You could just uh, pray with your children silently mm-hmm. the, or the Lord's Prayer, something you know. But we do want to encourage families to pray together. And a prayer walk is a nice way to involve fellowship and time together and visiting about other things as well. So uh, I love that, that you have that there. So we could talk more about your coffee shop, but let's talk a little bit about you being a volunteer chaplain for the St. Louis County and the Maryland Heights Police Department. What does that involve?
1: (laughs) It involves somebody who who is uh, comfortable saying yes and sort of, uh, okay, wherever God wants to lead. So, back in 2020, I uh, everything happening on the news, and I realized our police officers, of course some police officers make bad decisions and you know just get in a bad place and mentally and emotionally or just are, are the wrong person for the job. but for the most part, almost all of them are extraordinary individuals. and I thought, what can a pastor possibly do to help out the police? So we have a couple of police officers in our congregation. And I asked them, I said, I'm thinking out loud. And they said, well, you know, we're always looking for chaplains for the county. I was like, okay. So I said, just talk to the right person who needs to uh, who needs to hear that I'm interested. And then it'll happen. Within a couple of days, that person called me. <laughs> and so we got a cup of coffee. We talked. And uh, he said, you know, it's just you being a, a licensed, qualified, confidential, keeping friend. And so what I do is I just hop in a car. Um. For both the county and uh, the municipality, of Maryland Heights, so I just hop in the car and we just cruise around. And if they're pulling somebody over for driving drunk, if, um, if they have to pull somebody over because of very suspicious activities or, you know, they just, that's where the car goes. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have to clear a house because something very bad is happening. Um, you know, I just go along in this neat because it's uh, it's a lot of downtime just waiting for something to happen. And we just talk about all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And since I like to lift weights, that's a great contact point. Since, you know, we both uh, love the community, that's a contact point. So it's just conversation. And um, for, uh, sometimes I'll just uh, go and walk around the people who don't drive cars, but drive the cubicles, mm-hmm. drive a desk mm-hmm. and uh, just talking and hanging out. And um, that's great. what that does is it forces me to be in a, in a, Context that isn't just church people. Mm-hmm. Same reason why I go to the gym uh, as often as I do, and always at the same time. Right. So you just see the regular, same regular people. Earlier today, I was with uh, one of our members uh, was married to somebody who uh, was a fire department captain, and so he, uh, I did the funeral there. But you know, I showed up early and I intentionally walked around, and talked to all the fire department, all the firefighters, and everything, and you know, thanking them and getting to know them and just kind of rubbing elbows and. You know, shooting the stuff mm-hmm. um, because wherever there are people, there are people who are hurting yeah. and there are people who only God can fix. Yeah. There, there's problems that only God can fix. And if we just show up, yes. God will open those doors. That's great. And then once once you start trying that, taking that step, It's so exciting because it's like, what's God going to do in this conversation? You're just kind of showing up to the God show. He's working
0: through you. He's working through others. Well, share one story of someone that you met either through the coffee shop or as a chaplain that you had an opportunity to share Christ with. And maybe the, you know, again, you talked about you have to do a lot of things, or not always, but sometimes you have to do certain things before you share Christ. Christ, or you share the gospel, uh, but but just a story that comes to your mind.
1: So one thing that uh, is kind of happening right now, and uh, that hopefully will be a blessing to other people. Um, there's an individual in our in our coffee shop community who's a pretty regular regular, and he um, he's just a good guy. D- not not really Christian. Knows that there must be a God, but not really you know like big on it. And so he started coming to our church services. <clears throat> and um, so I'm Lutheran, which means uh, we love the Bible. We're, di- we're, we're deep in the Bible, but we're also sort of on the traditional side. And so he came and he said, why is there so much like talking back and forth? I mean, usually it's like music, and then you talk mm-hmm. a long time, and then there's music, and we go we go home. And uh, I said, well, the reason why there's there's so much talking back and forth, and I'm not hating on any particular worship style, as long as you're you know upholding God. Um, that's the goal but and it, it gave me an opportunity to kind of talk about man there are so many gifts in the bible there're just so many gifts in the bible that we have available like blessings and prayers mm-hmm. and and um, you know just reading scripture it was just really cool to uh, to have that kind of conversation so it's sort of something that's just kind of growing and just kind of happening right now nice and it just gave us this really cool opportunity but we have had baptisms come through the coffee shop we've mm-hmm. had uh, conversions we've had um you know, confirmations. I mean, it has been a really cool thing because it's not the coffee shop and it's not me. It's because when Christians put themselves in positions to talk to non-Christians, God shows up and he starts cleaning up messes and healing pains.
0: Oh, wonderful. I want to make a few announcements and then we'll come back and continue talking. Family Shield Ministries is composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 radio stations and on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate the Counter Cult Ministry and our educational and evangelism services. We encourage our listeners to become a partner with us in accomplishing Family Shield Ministries' vision and mission. Join us in prayer, mail a donation, or give online at www.familyshieldministries.com. Listeners that donate a gift to us and mention the station or where they listen to Family Shield will be mentioned by name on our program You can sign up to receive our monthly newsletter by sending us your email address. It's free to contact us, email witness2family at gmail.com. Now let's go back to my guest, Reverend Mark Fimmel, and uh, he was just talking about how God uses us when we are are out and about in the community where unchurched people are. I, I just wanted to mention my daughter, her husband's a pastor out in Minnesota, in Minnesota, a very small church, and she just reaches out to unchurched teenagers. And when you were talking about the man that asked about the liturgy and what that is, well, you know, they're totally unchurched some of them in really difficult situations, but they extend an invitation and she has two teenagers herself and they come. And I know the one young man was very interested, but he didn't understand why this liturgy, what does that mean? And of course, he's asking all this in the middle of the church service that we're like, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, and there's just so much that you can do. That is awesome. So I wanted to uh, ask you this. The other day when we met, you said something about, I think this is what you said, we learn how to do evangelism by learning from Jesus and God's word. And I'm like, yes, that's so true. So talk a little bit about how we learn from Jesus. What did Jesus do that we can learn from?
1: I don't think that was me. I think you were talking to somebody else. I'm kidding. (laughs) If only this could be a video. If only this could be a video, that would be awesome.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so
1: one of the things that sometimes Christians – uh, get really caught up on are the social issues. You know, things like transgenderism, um, you know, which party somebody's voting for, you know, uh, what's your position on immigration, and, you know, what are you a masker or an anti-maxer, masker or a vaxxer? Or an, you know, mm-hmm. people get so caught up on that stuff. But one of the things that I, I really – and one of – my favorite place to go in the Bible is the biographies of Jesus. Mm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're just just—they're just beautiful. And what you do there is when you walk in the footsteps of Jesus and you're walking around with him, you realize there were people there who were pretty liberal, and he didn't call them out. There were uh-huh. people who were extremely conservative, and he didn't call them out. There were people there who struggled with their orientation or identity or values or opinions on free market versus controlled economy. I mean, there were people who had all these all these things that that were um, pushing them in a direction that may not have been healthy. And Jesus didn't call them out at all. Instead, he would just reach into somebody's life, heal them, fix them, restore them, set them free, and he would say, follow me. And the thing that really opened my eyes is on a demon possession. It is impossible for a believer to be possessed. It's just a thing. You've got the Holy Spirit.
0: A lot of people don't understand that. I mean, that, that's a question that people ask a lot of times. Yeah. Can we be possessed?
1: Yeah. yeah. But First Corinthians twelve says if you believe that Jesus is is Lord, you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. Mm-hmm. So that would be like, can a kindergartner class invade you if you're filled with the Delta Force operators? No, they can't. You're safe. You know, there's just there's no competition. But now if the Holy Spirit isn't in there. Well then you're an open house and Jesus says that. Um so the reason why I'm bringing that up is when Jesus is kicking out demons, he's healing people who their entire life are told, we don't play with magic, we don't play with demons, we don't ask ancestors or anybody to take over our soul or our life or give us strength or superpowers, we don't do that. So these are people who knew that they were wrong and they're reaping the consequences of it. And Jesus not once says, all right, you're healed, now don't be an idiot. Mm-hmm. No, he says, you know, you're healed. And some of them he says, follow me. Or mm-hmm. even more incredibly, now that you're healed, go tell be- people about me. Be an yeah, evangelist. He did. You know, yeah, like, he did. they didn't even have to go to seminary. They just did it. <laughs> right, right? right. The other apostles are like, well, what's wrong with us? And Jesus is like, just <laughs> wait. You will see what's wrong with you. But that guy's okay. Yeah. But Jesus not once, like, chewed them out. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I fixed you. Now don't do it again, dummy. Yeah. No, Jesus constantly just invited people. And so what I've realized when I'm sharing the faith, I'll hear somebody's big old mess, and all I hear really is... That's something that God can heal and restore. Mm-hmm. And when God does that for this person, they are going to be enthralled with God. Yeah. And you just get that by just walking around with Jesus in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, if you're not, from time to time, spending time in the Bible, um, you have to. You're just gonna you run. You're to. running on fumes. Yeah. And I'd and rather have a full tank of gas.
0: There's so many stories. I was just thinking of the the woman caught in adultery, and how did Jesus deal with that. I mean, and of course the others were coming up, let's stone her to death. Um, you know.
1: Yeah, he told people, leave her alone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you want to be in the middle? No. They all left. And then yeah. she goes, you know, do you you know, well he goes, Well who's who's here to accuse you? And she goes, Well nobody. And he goes, well not true of me, but I'm not going to. But no, he did say no, go and send no more. Go and send no more. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah there's and, and the other thing he was out and about with people all the time. All types of people. He wasn't afraid to go with sinners. I mean, he he just uh, touched lives all over. I mean, they weren't, you know, a lot of times the ones he was most dictatorial with. I don't know if that's the right term. Is the religious people, the Pharisees or the Sadducees? Yeah, he
1: was most angry with the Pharisees, Sadducees, chief priests, scribes, the teachers of the law. The lawyers, but only, honestly, only when they were trying to keep others away from Jesus.
0: Ah, interesting. I mean,
1: he would even go to eat dinner with them. There's one Simon a Pharisee, he, he goes and eats dinner at his house. Mm-hmm. You know, so he didn't have a, even a problem with them unless they were telling people, well, no, no, no not you, not you. And Jesus, how, how could you forgive this person? Uh, that's the only time Jesus ever called somebody out. I mean, apart from that, he's just constantly saying, hey, okay, follow me. Hey, Dave. Follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, and he knew the mess that we are. Yeah. He knew the mess that we yeah. are. But he just he calls you by name. Yeah. And and now what you just said might sound terrifying to an extrovert, but just being around people all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that might be sound terrifying to an introvert. Introvert, yeah. An extrovert's like, Yeah <laughs> There's people, let's go find them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did I didn't know people were getting back together after COVID? <laughs> but um introverts, uh If you just find like a thing you're good at or just even interested in and just go there regularly, Mm -hmm. you're gonna rock it, you're Mm -hmm. gonna rock it. So like my gym, it's really the same 10 people that are always there. There's a lot of other people that I recognize and I say hi to, but there's like 10 that I just, I I know. You know, I'm not saying hi to the entire gigantic world, right? you know, but, you know. And the... you
0: get acquainted with them, so you know what to say to them. It's not like, uh-oh, that person's coming. What am I going to talk about? Right. You know, you know what they've go- been going through, you know about their children, you right. know about, you know, where they live. Maybe I mean, you know a lot. The more you talk to people, the more you know about them. And the more you know, the easier it's going to be to apply that law and gospel when God opens the door.
1: And you don't have to tell them everything you know about no. God and everything the sermon was just about on Sunday. No, Honestly, you don't. people yeah. don't want the encyclopedia. No, they don't. They just want to know your story. Yeah. And it's so easy because, you know, if you're a kid going to school, there's the same kid who's going to sit next to you in math class the rest of the semester probably, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And people don't need to hear everything. And if you don't have all the answers, that's even better because it's going to say, oh, okay, well, I'm not like, you know, the teacher and now you're in school. Just be you and share what you love about God and God will use that. Yeah.
0: So... George Barna has documented that 10 to 15% of all Christian radio listeners are unchurched. And that's one of the reasons why we do this program. So share the gospel with our listeners, because some of them may not understand it. In fact, even in the church today, a lot of people think they have to be good to be a Christian. And that's not really the point of the gospel. <laughs> so just talk a little bit about it for our listeners.
1: Yeah. So for me, the two doors I like is if I know a person well, I can show how Jesus would speak into that situation. If I don't know who I'm talking to, I can always share my story. But let me just kind of share a story that I think we kind of all have in common. Um, Whenever anybody looks in the mirror, they're not enough. Their hair is too short. It's too gray. It's too dark. It's not blonde like that pretty person on TV. They don't have the six-pack abs or the eight-pack abs or the thigh gap or... You know whatever the new thing is, or you know they just they just don't feel enough. Um, but God loves you before you're even born, and and He actually the whole His whole goal through everything is to get us together for the party forever. And so wherever you are, whatever is broken, you know the ways that you're less than. You know how people have said that you're not enough. You know how you what what you try to hide when other people are looking. Um, And even if it's just, you know, that last night or yesterday or even this morning you weren't on your best behavior, God is actually reaching out to you, like, through this podcast. Uh Because what Kay just said wasn't a question that we had prepared. Uh This is just the Holy Spirit reaching to you through this podcast because God actually wants to have you at that forever party. This isn't about hell. This isn't about judgment. This isn't about damnation. This isn't about God, like, you know, holding your sins over your head or standing before the throne of judgment on the last day. None of that. This is about God adores you and God wants to lead you home. He's interested in hanging out with you. Uh, and that's pretty awesome because yes. this is a person who's talking to you who is a sinner. Yeah, you know, we all
0: are. Yeah.
1: Right? Uh, we're all in the same boat.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. So we have two minutes left. What else oh. do you want to share? That's a long time. <laughs>
1: um, pastors listen to this podcast. So I just want to say, um, if you are a pastor or a church worker, uh, you might feel that you're too busy to do evangelism. But unfortunately, if you're not doing evangelism, you're going to get a lot less busy because we're called to reach people, and if we're not reaching people, there'll really be less people to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to make it part of your. You got to make it part of your schedule, and this is part of your schedule. This is what God calls His apostles to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, be witnesses wherever you are if you're in a place be a witness there um, you are never too busy to do our primary responsibility of uh enjoying deep friendship with god and sharing it
0: absolutely that is super um again this is Kay meyer my guest is reverend mark fimmel uh, he's the pastor of zion lutheran church in maryland heights missouri and he's also a new family shield board member
1: Thank you for allowing me to be on the board.
0: We love having you, and we hope that our listeners will hear you again sometime. Um, And uh, we're thankful for all of your gifts and all of your service that you do and your focus on sharing God's love with people. That's, that's uh, so important. So I just want to let our listeners know that you can check out our website at www.FamilyShieldMinistries.org. Lots of information there. Just take a look. And um, if you have any questions, you can email us at witness to family at gmail.com. We have lots of resources. We have lots of things we can share with you, and we would love for you to uh, uh, get in contact with us. So we're thankful that you have been listening Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield Ministries. God bless your day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in his word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.